0: Welcome to a live episode here, an OTA Observation live episode mm-hmm. of Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Phil Mackey, Judd Zulgat, our executive producer, Declan Goff, uh, he may join at some point here. He's also fighting with internet technicians trying to get internet to work. So Poor guy. Poor guy. It's always All the right. toughest part about moving, getting the internet to turn on. Uh, it's not hard to get your TV turned on when you have a TCL TV. No matter what you watch, TCL has award winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs, they offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com and a shout out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been helping business owners for over a hundred years, like a great offensive line for your quarterback, for instance. Federated specializes in risk management tools and resources to help you maximize the success of your business. And if you're a next generation business owner, maybe you're taking over a family company, whatever it may be. Federated, uh, that's right in their wheelhouse. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Judd pounding his Pedialyte like all the
1: players. I have to. <laughs> hot one out there today Mac-a-dack. is that Pediolite? no oh. it's uh sparkling ice actually oh that's nice okay very good nice
0: so all right well what was you know we'll, we'll just kind of go through part of your notebook here we'll we'll save some stuff for later in the week too but what is you actually called me on your way back and it's you said been, yep. i have one i have a bunch of observations but one major observation that we should
1: lead with and so let's lead with it Okay, so the major observation, and there is some good stuff, but the major takeaway and something that both players on defense and offense sort of laughed about really in a good way is this. Phil, I have seen the future of the Vikings defense, and it is fast, it is aggressive, and it's everything we sort of thought the Vikings might do in 2022. Um, I've got notes here. In fact, you know what? I put away the notebook, and I've actually stepped into taking notes on my phone.
0: Oh, my. Wow. Okay. Wow. This, not, is, this is it, quite the revelation.
1: Big breaking news here. I'm now taking notes on my phone. <laughs> but I, so I was, as they worked through team drills, I was uh, trying to take notes on defense. And I think that we had a perception about how guys were going to be used a year ago, and then it just never happened, right? It never happened. They played too deep. Yeah. Um. They just didn't. They didn't. They didn't pay anything off. All right. In the first OTA that was open to us, and the second one that the Vikings held of the nine, because they're going to hold nine total, they held their first one on Monday. Um, I have notes like this written down. They had, at one point, Seen and Josh Metellus at safety. But fear not, Cam Bynum fans. They were playing what essentially looked like a a big nickel with Cam Bynum at the nickel spot lined up inside. Wow. They and also
0: oh, how many cornerbacks then? So, so was, it, two... was it a dime defense or was it two cornerbacks? No, it, was for a, two a cor- nickel, it was a big nickel. It was a
1: big nickel. So it was two cornerbacks. Now they, they changed this up. But my point is this is what I expected to see and really didn't see. Now, to be clear, Harrison Smith and a bunch of guys, at, and we'll get to the list, were not there. These are voluntary, okay? So like – It's fine. But Josh Metellus, extra work. Seen, a ton of work. Cam Bynum. And here's the other thing that they did, though. So that was just one permeation or one variation, I should say, of the defense. Another had Brian Asamoah and Josh Metellus as essentially the linebackers. And they were moving. And I think this is going to be... Don't hold me to this, but I think this might be the Harrison Smith role. They were moving Metellus around a ton to create confusion. And at one point, point, he was blitzing. He was a linebacker almost being used as a hybrid outside linebacker for a 3-4. And post-practice, we asked both players on offensive defense about this. And the offensive players were like, they have come out and moved so fast. It's like, give us a breath. Uh, The defensive guys sort of cackled, but I got a very uh, interesting response asking newcomer Marcus Davenport about this. Because I'm like, this is like really based on speed and blah, blah, blah. And he almost acknowledged that it was too fast for this time of year. But what the hell?
0: So what were they were they doing so this is phase 3 of OTAs right so they can do Correct. they can do some 11 on 11 11 on 11
1: but they're not going, they're seven, not in pads
0: they're not going full speed seven,
1: but they're not supposed to hit and I'm not saying that that they were tackling cuz they weren't what I'm saying is the variations that we saw of different of different formations coupled with the amount of speed cuz when you've got Metellus out there and Seen out there and uh, Asamoa um I didn't see Jordan Hicks I don't don't think he's there but you know Jordan Hicks is a veteran slower dude right yeah. This is what we have wanted This defense I guarantee I'll guarantee this right now if this is just the installation this defense is going to be improved cuz I'll go back to what I keep saying Defenses don't need like all these big name players Defenses need a mentality and and if and when Daniel Hunter shows up he was not there today does that help absolutely Harrison Smith will help but the point is what Flores is installing is what Vikings fans and most importantly Kevin O'Connell thought that they were going to get last year this thing is going to move quicker and you are going to see why for instance Eric Kendricks is gone
0: yeah well and I thought Jordan Hicks might be gone too I did too they uh, they they have to feel the roster and they only had you know a handful of draft picks So God, there's a lot to unpack here, and this is only this is literally just for people. Maybe because I think there's a lot of new listeners and viewers of Purple Daily, and maybe you got excited during the season or whatever, or you or you found this platform, and we thank you for that. But this might be I just want to speak to the audience that doesn't pay a lot of attention once the season's over or once free agency and the draft are over. I don't know how many people are glued to like OTAs and minicamps, but. This is where a lot of the new stuff gets installed. This is where a lot of the new players start to you start to see what the depth charts look like, who's going to be a starter where, um, and so it's it's pretty rare that we get a full, completely new defensive roster and scheme and things that we can take a look at. Like, I mean, the offensive side of the ball, the only really new thing is Jordan Addison replacing Adam Thielen, right? Yeah, and I'm sure you have some observations on that side of the ball too. But yep. I just think this is really fascinating we're already seeing the effects of a different, more aggressive 3-4 scheme on the first day of media availability, right. right? Like the fact that it kind of pops out at you is is very interesting.
1: I've been going to, to these things since I started on the Vikings beat in 2005, okay? I don't remember an OTA. So, so we've both seen training camp practices to pick up speed and tempo. But we're talking the second day on the field of OTAs, okay? Installation. Declan and yes, Declan, I took notes on my phone. You should be very proud of me. We're talking the second day. And, and for them to be ordinarily, if you reverse engineer this, ordinarily, this would be really slow right now, right? Because Flores, ordinarily, coach tries to install. Players' heads are swimming. And so the payoff would be, I don't know, in training camp perhaps, preseason, even early into the regular season. What I'm telling you is I have never seen a defensive practice move this fast in an OTA and for him and for players. And, and look, I think the installation overall of a defense is easier because offense is a ton of terminology. The quarterback has to read things like there's a lot more calculus there. Defense is largely how aggressive can you be? Nonetheless on what's today on May 23rd to go out to a practice and see the defense moved like it moved, to me, is a really, really positive sign.
0: And it's a it's a good thing for the offense, too, to be going up against something that's just faster, less predictable. Just, you know, one thing on the personnel side of it, you kind of mentioned that defense is less about star, name caliber, household name players, and more about a mentality or, or a scheme. And I agree with that. I think on offense, because... You're choreographing on offense. You're dictating. You're the first serve on offense, and then the defense is reacting to you. Right. So, it's more about speed, agility, a scheme that can that can return serve or maybe you know throw the opponent off their game. I think if you're just sitting back with aging players taking the serve every time and hoping that oh I'll just let's just get a racket on it right and see what happens. Yeah. To continue my dumb tennis analogy. Uh, I just don't know that that works in today's NFL. Obviously, it didn't last year for the Vikings. So, the fact that you go up and down this roster now, and almost everyone you mentioned, you've you've mentioned Lewis, seen Josh Metellus, Cam Bynum, Brian Asamoa. Um, We haven't talked about like some of the cornerbacks, the Makai Blackmans, and I mean almost everyone outside of Harrison Smith and Daniil Hunter and Jordan Hicks, and maybe I'm missing. Um, I mean, Harrison Phillips is like 26. Everyone's 26 or younger. Mm-hmm. Byron Murphy's 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Davenport's 26. Mm-hmm. So you just you've got you've got a, a two or right. three Wiley veterans sprinkled in that can still play, and then a bunch of fast young dudes that are led by Brian Flores. And I'm not saying they're going to go from the 31st yardage defense to the third. I think it might actually take a couple years. It actually took Brian Flores in Miami he, so he joined the Dolphins as the head coach. And they were really bad defensively his first year. But then, boom, the light switch goes on. And all of a sudden, it's one of the top five or six defenses in the NFL, best pass defense, et cetera. So it might not all happen this year. But I just I just love what they've – I love that they tore a bunch of it down. And I just – the fact that you're already seeing some of this stuff on the first day of uh, of media availability is pretty impressive.
1: So I will draw a coordinator comparison here, too. Because I think it's fair to say defense is a lot about attitude and approach. Like, yes, it's perfecting the craft, but the craft has to be done or should be done with with a certain surliness, no pun intended, that works, okay? Um, My comparison is this. The last time I saw a defense, a guy, not Zim, because he he was head coach and he did a very good job, but I'm saying a coordinator come in and do this, Mike Tomlin. Because if you remember, that 2005 defense, as I recall, was not great. Tomlin came in from Tampa, installed, at the time, the very popular Tampa 2. But more importantly, that defense from day one had a massive edge to it. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't just about the scheme and the fundamentals. Those things were important. But those guys, that team had a confidence defensively. I see the same sort of of thing. Because... Otherwise, it doesn't make sense for guys who are new to a scheme to be flying around like this. Like, there has to be a certain amount of empowerment there. Because if you're afraid to make a mistake, you're going to slow things down, not speed things up. And again, I just, I'm partially this optimistic because we all got sold a bill of goods a year ago, and that defense, I thought, was really hard to watch. Like, it was just horrendous. And it wasn't all the players' fault. It was... Donatel. It was the fact that he basically was playing a defense that I don't think he sold O'Connell on. I think what you, I think what we're seeing here, and it's very important, is this: o- O'Connell got a late start, and he was brand new, and he came in and trusted Ed. Ed told him everything that Kevin wanted to hear, right? And he's like, "Okay, yeah, man, this will be great." I, you know what? I'm offense, you're defense, and I think he learned a very important lesson, which is. The coordinator and those positions, you can't just trust there. Mm-hmm. And I think what we're I think what we're going to see now is a guy who's going to bring an edge. And the importance of that to me defensively is absolutely huge. Cause if you can finish, I don't know, if you can finish 12th to 15th in scoring defense and more importantly, make the lives of opponents miserable that is such a huge step from basically making their lives easy last
0: year. Yeah, and yardage yardage is only a part of it if Yeah. I'm with you on this. Donatel kind of drove me nuts when he would every week talk about how, "Oh, it's not we're not we're here to win games, right? We're winning games, aren't we?" And you know, it's not about the yardage or we're, we're it's about preventing points. Like, "Yeah, but if you're giving up 400 yards every game, there's a there's a process flaw there that's going to come back to haunt you and it did." So I don't think you can just ignore yardage and be 31st. But mm-hmm. but if, like you said, if you're 12th to 15th or 12th to 18th in yardage, but you get a ton of sacks or you force more turnovers and short fields and sudden changes on the football field. Love That's sudden, right. Yeah, sudden love, love change. Sudden.
1: Mike T loves so, sudden change. Mike yep. T.
0: Then, okay, cool. Like you don't need to have the number one defense. If your offense is close to top five and you're just, you're getting, you know you're you're putting opponents in uncomfortable situations another thing so i was late last week i had a chance to be sort of a fly on the wall mm-hmm. with uh, a handful of former offensive linemen that played in the nfl for a combined like 25 or 30 years and don't ask me how i wound up in a awesome situation like There's this it's so like are
1: big and brawny and a future <laughs> offensive lineman
0: i did play right guard in 7th grade one time on buffalo. the uh, the backup squad buffalo, oh, buffalo buffalo community middle school but Um, But I got to sort of soak in a bunch of just high-level offensive line talk. I probably only understood like 25% of what I was hearing. But but one of the observations that that I picked up was the best thing you can face at practice every day as an offense in the NFL is an aggressive, confusing 3-4 defense. Because it's so much harder for the offensive line and the quarterback with the play clock winding down. To identify okay who's doing what here it's because 3-4 defenses come in so many different looks mm-hmm. the fronts look weird sometimes the sometimes players from the secondary creep up and you have to it just takes longer sometimes to process what's happening when you're facing an aggressive non cookie cutter non Ed Donatel 3-4 defense Ed Donatel's 3-4 defense was very predictable you knew that they were playing in certain spots you knew the safeties were going to be back <laughs> and it wasn't that hard to figure out and you saw teams dissect it right in a 4-3 front, you generally know where the four-down linemen are going to be. If it's nickel, you got two linebackers on the field. It's just, and again, this isn't me talking. This is sure people that know what they're doing as offensive linemen in the NFL saying the hardest thing to identify is an aggressive, confusing 3-4 defense. And if you get to play against one in practice every day, it's like a bat weight in the on-deck circle. It's like running 20 miles before a marathon instead of 10, right? It's like, okay, I know I can do this. We can do it quickly, and uh, we can pass the test on the fly when the when the, when the game conditions are actually there.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And and if you have in in practice like today, you know, two safeties back and B- Bynum as as the slot guy, and then the next time around, Metellus is at the line of scrimmage barking out instructions, and some and Scene is back, and now Scene is up. Like the confusion here. That's the thing is quarterback play now largely is so good that you have to try to confuse them. You know, Daniel Jones, who I still don't think is that good. I think he's become a decent QB, but I don't mm-hmm. think he's great, right? But Daniel Jones proved that a guy like that can look really really good if he knows exactly what's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there are going to be guys on the Viking schedule that are probably just going to be so damn good, it's going to be hard to, to stop them. Mahomes, mm. Herbert, I get that, okay? But it's when, n- no offense to, to your guy, but it's when the Jared Goffs know exactly what to do because you're giving them the answers to the test. Correct. That you are screwing yourself six ways to Sunday. And so what I saw today was just the beginning, just a little seed being planted, a little seasoning, just a, a, a first a first plant of what they are going to try to do to opposing offenses and quarterbacks because you have to make them uncomfortable and you have to cause confusion because coaches now and quarterbacks are so good if you don't a team like the Giants which again I think is a good example because it's a good team Mm -hmm. but you really hurt yourself by not making Jones question things, and mm-hmm. that's that's what I think is going to change here.
0: Correct. It's it re- really if you can just make it harder as long as possible until the ball is snapped for a team. to That's why Mike Zimmer defenses for so long. Mike Zimmer with the double A gap blitz. How many times in the first five or six years of Mike Zimmer when the personnel was locked in? They're all in their prime. You know, there wasn't you know a Zimmer Spielman rift like those first five or six years of Mike Zimmer. Life was pretty good as a Vikings fan. Yes. And a lot of it was because he made it really hard for opposing quarterbacks and offensive lines to identify what the hell was happening. Oh, my God. There's like nine people up on the line of scrimmage right now. Are they going to bail into coverage? Are, is it a jailbreak blitz? Like, what's going to happen right now? Mm-hmm. So, by the way, speaking of sudden change here, uh, Elijah in the YouTube comment good. section says, Judd is sudden change with Livia. A sudden 40 Pound drop
1: about two years ago, yes? And, and yes, and most importantly, keeping that weight off because that's the most important thing. I mean, the weight loss is great. Clothes fit. People say you're looking great, and that's fantastic. But we've all lost weight, and guess what? Lots of times it comes back, right? Well, not now, not here, not today. You talk about aggressive. Forget the defense. I'm going to tell you about a program that works, thanks to my friends, at Livia Weight Control Centers, Dr. Recommended program, their dietitians and nutritionists are going to do great work. And then they're going to stick with you to help you maintain the weight loss. And right now, if you sign up three months for free, so you're going to lose weight. I guarantee you, you're going to lose a ton of weight three months free. And then that program is going to help you stay there. It's fantastic. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, Livia Weight Control Centers, L-I-V-E-A dot com. Go with the aggressive form of keeping that weight off, Livia.
0: B-E-A-G-G-R-E-S-S-I-V-E. Why don't you be aggressive and get to the Power Lodge or Miller Marine as well, the biggest, largest Bennington dealers on the planet. And now through Memorial Saturday, this Saturday, May 27th, you can find the boat or pontoon that's just right for you and your next Remember When family or friend moment. Locations are open through this Saturday, closed Sunday and Memorial Day. So stop by Saturday to pick up your pontoon, hook it up. Maybe you can even use it for the rest of the weekend. Stop in Miller Marine in St. Cloud Power Lodge in Brainerd Onamia Ramsey. And uh, that throttle therapy applies to to Vikings fans for sure. And you know
1: what? Today would be a perfect day because I'm hot. I was just outside when I would love nothing more than to get in a Bennington right when we get done. And head off, get some cool breezes. Pontoons are my speed. So, yes, the Bennington. Throttle therapy is what we all need here when we follow Minnesota sports. PowerLodge.com,
0: MillerMarine.com. Going to instill my Yacht Rock lifestyle principles. Uh This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Some, oh. some Football. people on a pontoon this summer. Yeah. So, all right, what else? Uh, I was gonna say, empty your notebook. Okay. But like, it's on your phone. So I don't know. Do you empty your? It's this is a, a revelation. Judd taking first notes time. on his phone for the first,
1: first time. First time I did it. You know what I did? I, I have a here. I'll show you. I've transitioned from these. I mean, I reporters' notebooks. I love I these things. But you know what? I said, uh uh-uh. uh Today it's on the phone. It's a new season. It's a new Judd. It's great.
0: You can just email the notes to yourself too. I don't know if you figured that out, but I can show you how to do that too.
1: Well, I actually take the notes on Gmail and then just oh. send the Gmail to myself. So I okay. don't really use the notepad itself. That just as effective too. though. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about something that I sent you. And I believe there's probably a good chance that this is posted or will be at the uh, score North Twitter account. Let's talk about what I saw transpire with Jaron Hall. And head coach, Kevin O'Connell. Okay.
0: It's gaining a lot of traction too. It's, it's yes, very interesting. It's interesting,
1: right? So um, we we talked to O'Connell about this at the rookie camp last week, and he basically said, you know, the QB coach and assistant QB coach are probably getting tired of me butting in when it comes to Jaron Hall. They're going to have to get used to it. And we saw evidence of that today with Kevin O'Connell coaching up Jaron Hall and specifically working on what looked like his throwing mechanics on the field, very interesting stuff. It was
0: like a lot of, I know I couldn't hear what was happening. Release I just saw point, your video. It was
1: like I think it's release point.
0: Yeah, Kevin O'Connell showing Kevin O'Connell is about six foot five, by the way. Yep, and he's showing and Jaren well, Hall's like six feet, six foot one, but he's towering over Jaron, showing him high angle, high leverage, come on over the top. Jaron Hall sometimes has that little three quarters baseball yes. throw.
1: Yep. Yeah. So Jaron Hall is uh, officially on the training camp or on the OTA roster. I am looking at Phil. He's officially listed at six feet. I'd say he's probably around that. He's not that big. I think what O'Connell's point was, and he's exactly right, which is if you, come, if you use a three-quarter delivery, especially for a pass o- over the middle or anything relatively deep, it's going to get batted down. You're too yeah. small for that. So I think what he was doing was going through the release point but what's intriguing about this is again this is the start of the process here like this is the first guy that O'Connell and I'm not saying he didn't help Kirk out because he definitely did so I don't I don't want to disparage his work with Kirk but Kirk is a veteran this is the first guy that he drafted and and now At the end of the day, if Jaron Hall develops, we're not going to say, "Ah, Wes Phillips, remember those years? Or the quarterback coach, remember how he worked with Jaron Hall? We're going to say Kevin O'Connell did a great job there. So today was the first day that I saw it, and he definitely was keeping a close eye. And this is definitely going to be, I think, one of the more intriguing, and it might not pay off in 2023, but it's going to be one of the more intriguing storylines to watch the development of the relationship between those two.
0: Did Kevin O'Connell spend more time one-on-one with Jaron Hall today than Mike Zimmer did in the entire first year with Kellen Mond?
1: Oh, God, yeah. I mean, Mike would come over, take a look-see, and go back to the defense. Did you now, ever
0: see – you You covered all the off-season practices, all the, the training camps. Did you ever see Mike Zimmer and Kellen Mond have – or even Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins. Did you ever see Mike Zimmer and Kellen Mond just having, like, a 10-minute teaching session together off to the side? Oh,
1: no, right? no, no. Mike was – no, <laughs> no. Amazing. but 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 I don't see Kevin going to – the defense too so just in fairness okay right. well and that's the thing is you know this game has become and it, it's why personally i think that the vikings made the right move by going to a quarterback slash offensive guy this game has become so consuming that i think the days of the coach really like walking around and shooting the breeze with my safety and stuff are essentially done but yes there was more time spent i think today um, Kevin probably spent more time as far as open to the, the media practices with Jaron Hall than I ever saw Mike spend with quarterbacks, but it's not an indictment of Mike. Cause again, Mike would then go talk to Harrison Smith. Yeah. And Mike, and we
0: saw Mike like, in fairness, go back 10 years or nine years. What KOC was doing today with Jaron Hall is what Mike would do with Xavier Rhodes. You know, all right, That's, let's yes. come over here. Let's, let's work Perfect. on leverage and techniques and, where to be and all that kind of stuff. Uh is is Kirk going to get a little jealous if one random night maybe Kevin O'Connell takes the text thread and adds a third person to it? You know Hey, guy, hey guys, Kirk, I was thinking about this and Kirk's like, "Well, these used to just be me and me and Kevin I'm gonna, texting I'm each gonna other." I'm going to throw
1: a really weird thing at, at you. And this could change completely. It's one day, okay? I understand that. Um Kirk was super laid back and relaxed today. He came off with, as he should be. He's a yeah, made no, man, right? But I'm saying I I don't think we I don't think we need to worry about any type of contract meltdown. Like I'm oh my god I'm screwed. I I'm mean well, yeah roster. he
0: showed up right. I mean Daniel Hunter well, didn't show up today. We'll get to that.
1: Yeah exactly. So I I really do I think that Kirk is going to go out of his way to help Hall. I have no idea. Probably not. Lots of guys don't. That's not an indictment. That's how the game works. Um, But. Do I think that this is, do I see any and look, nobody sniffs around for problems like me. I love problems. Okay. But do I see like an inkling of, Ooh, Kirk? ah, I don't know about that. No. Kirk came off the the field today. Now he didn't talk because he was not scheduled to. Derisaw was doing a scrum and Kirk's like, Hey man, we go into Chili's and Woodbury tonight. You know, just the (laughs) typical goofy Kirk stuff. And Derisaw is like, yeah, Kirko, I'll be there. Um, so I, <laughs> I, love, I, I I don't love think <laughs> I don't think there should be any concern about Kirk being adversely impacted here. He seems to me to be very comfortable. I would say this. Kirk Cousins went through a lot here with Mike, and a lot of it was probably difficult. Mm-hmm. I think Kirk is just happy to be in a building where he feels appreciated. And if that came with contract extension, awesome. But if it doesn't, it's not like there's a rift there. It doesn't feel like it.
0: Yeah. I mean, he is set up to have a monster season. All the ingredients really are there for the first time in his career. He's got full continuity of offensive-minded coach coming back, system coming back, all the weapons, 11 out of 12 offensive linemen who are there to protect you and speak the language up front and identify and protect like all 11 of the 12 guys are coming back and you got two franchise tackles on the left and right side and the best wide receiver in the NFL. I think a top five pass catching tight end. You've just, you're never going to have perfect conditions across the board at every single spot. I mean, but this is about as good as life can get as a quarterback, a 34 year old quarterback who's been around and the game should be slowing down for him. And so, You know, I think if he stays healthy and the pieces around him stay healthy, we could be looking at, I don't know if you're going to go eight fourth quarter comebacks again in 2023, but we could be looking at a monster season for Kirk. And that's coming from the number one Kirk hater on the internet the last five or six years.
1: And if Kirk is, so I, I think there's a difference between, a big difference between being a malcontent and pissed off and having a chip on your shoulder. If Kirk has a chip on his shoulder, you know what? That's good. There's nothing wrong with that. We've seen a lot of guys be, you know, they're not malcontents, but they they want that next contract. Mm-hmm. If Kirk goes out there and, and, and balls all season long and plays great, that's advantage Vikings fans.
0: Yeah, and dude, like the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, they drafted his replacement like three times. Like, once he turned 35, 30, didn't they draft Ryan Mallet one time in the second round?
1: Garoppolo was supposed Garoppolo to
0: be the him. second round pick. No,
1: they probably so, thought that KOC might replace him at some point. Yes, KOC he was, was third a third round pick.
0: Was he a Jets or no? He was a Patriots draft no, pick, he's right? He was a third, second, round third round draft
1: pick yeah. by the Patriots.
0: And so it's just like there should be some level of. And Kirk, but Kirk has said this. I, I genuinely don't think he's offended. I, is he probably a little disappointed that he doesn't have a three-year ironclad contract coming his way again yeah probably but I, I do take his words at face value from was it a, a couple weeks ago whenever it was there was media availability after one of the workouts like the phase one workouts and he said you know i i have to earn it it's a league where you have to earn it so i don't i don't think yep. he's just being petty if he plays really well this season they don't have i don't unless jaron hall has a crazy first year as a fifth round draft pick the odds are against Jaron Hall being anything other than a clipboard holding backup that is just kind of bouncing around from year to year, right? So as of right now, they do not have his replacement identified around the roster. If he plays his ass off, there's a, the, I'd say the betting favorite to be the Vikings starting quarterback in 2024 is Kirk Cousins right now.
1: Or he can walk, get paid yeah. a lot. He is, yes, I think that. Lighting a fire under Kirk contractually, I think, is a smart move, not a dumb move. Yep. You know yep. what? If Kirk says, okay, I'm not signed for next year, and right now it's 4th and eight, and we're going for it. Screw it. I'm throwing it 15 yards. Okay. Awesome. Good. Prefer Does to he see you do the, that. If
0: he completes that pass, when he sees Quasi in the hallway, do we... You like that? You like that? Get a little... Yeah. little hey, you know what?
1: That... I like that Kirk. That's the Kirk I want. Yeah,
0: the Kirk well, that's you the, just that's the Kirk that we were all sort of I know. attracted to from a football perspective back in 2017-18. We were like, "Oh, we get the the feisty chip on his shoulder underdog." You like that guy coming in here at thirteen win team? Adding that guy, it's gonna be pretty great. You like that? Let's let's you like that? let's see that guy again. Okay, who give us a little head count here? So who who was there? Who wasn't? Some of the veterans, it sounds like, were yeah were not at the voluntary workout.
1: So no no Daniel Hunter, which is not surprising. And I don't think we're going to see him again until he gets an extension. Now, I do predict, I do think there's a very good chance that he's going to get an extension before the two-day mandatory mini camp, but I would not be surprised if we do we if we don't see him at all in OTAs. I will say this word's going to get back to him what this defense is doing. He might run here. He might run here because he is going to absolutely love that. Yeah. Uh Dalvin Cook not there, no surprise. I still think he's gone. It, it was weird. Uh M- Madison talked after practice today and uh, you know was asked a bunch of questions about uh coming back and I finally asked him I said, "Did you like get assurances of playing time as well because, you know, you aren't exactly used a lot before?" And he completely sidestepped the question. He wouldn't answer yeah. it. So he and, does not and, and he's a good guy quickly. And he's a good guy, but I exactly. I think that we all know that if they said, "Hey, Talvin's coming back, going to be like last year," he goes elsewhere. His contract's a nice contract, but th- there are teams that had to say, "We can give you more playing time."
0: Yeah, I mean, it it just it, it felt like something where, at the very least, you explore the market. And from the Vikings' perspective, they're not going to give wh- it wound up being like three or four million dollars a year. So it was definitely below elite running back money, but above backup running back money. They're not going to commit to that just because they already, I mean, plus they already had running backs identified in the seventh round that they had starter grades on when they drafted one. So it all, it all adds up to what we thought two months ago. And yeah, Alex Madison's probably going to start the season as the starting running back.
1: No, Justin Jefferson, not there. Now again, it's voluntary, so he can't be fined. It's not like a big story. Uh, um, and o- O'Connell didn't talk after practice. So like, we couldn't find out if guys were in the building, if they were just elsewhere, if they, they were going to, as they do, sometimes they'll go for a day, fly out, come back the next week for a day. Um, an interesting one, and I tried to get this question answered and could not Jordan Addison at practice Jersey on non-participant, non-participant okay. now post-practice I stuck around. And as he came off the field, I said, Hey Jordan, can you talk for a second? And he kept walking. And I said, I saw you didn't practice today. Is there something, you know, what's up? He just kept walking. Oh, I didn't, didn't get even, uh didn't even I didn't get an acknowledgement. I didn't get an acknowledgement. So I can't tell you fine purple daily viewers. I was there for you. Um, I didn't I didn't get a no comment, I just got a nothingness. Um, is he a little bit of a he looked okay a little but, I bit don't of know. a prima donna. Well Jordan it very, Addison. It's very weird he didn't say. I mean, he's he's played at two big colleges, so it's not like Judd Zolgad was, Oh my god, the media, I can't believe the media's here. Yeah. Um I will I will say this. Prepare yourself. The first time, and let's see here. He is listed at just to be clear, five eleven one seventy-five. Uh the first time that you see him, he is really a small person
0: interesting yeah he, he doesn't he doesn't look as small on I, tape i guess when he's wearing I a uniform i was surprised
1: how small he looks he um and and the issue there is he doesn't like i think he's a smart player and i think he runs routes well so i am i have no opinion if this is going to work or not but i will say ordinarily the first time that you see him you think he must be a burner like he must be really fast He's not. So I'm curious to see how this yeah. works. I'm also a little bit concerned about him being banged up a lot. Uh, because again, you know, Jefferson's a a taller, skinny guy, but he's got you know, he's got some size to him. Jordan does not.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest concern there would be if he's playing up against bigger outside cornerbacks, right? Is yes. he gonna be able to get off the line of scrimmage? Press Is he gonna covered. get pushed around? Yeah. Exactly so but right. but maybe I don't know, it's like we're really not going to be able to tell until they get full pads. And this is probably not going to be, are they going to go? They can't go full pads in mini camp, right? No. So they nope. can't go they full can't pads until training camp. Correct. So we won't really get to see him and that's anywhere seven days close in. to. Okay. I think.
1: I think it's a weekend. I think, I think you cannot go full pads. I think you can't have, uh, Full contact at training camp until like seven days in or something. There, there's yeah. a rule now about that. So it'll be a while.
0: It'll be a while until we get to kind of see what what does he look like when stacked up against a defense that's trying to to stop you. Uh, I'm looking outside right now, and boy, it looks like riding season out there is it's here to stay for the next several months. And Dennis Kirk has you covered. So whatever you ride a Harley, Indian, Metro Cruiser, sport bike, you'll find what you need at denniskirk.com. All you Ragnar's and Victor's out there. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. Uh, by the way, yep. 1,300 people right now just hanging out with us on this random, on the you YouTube awesome. channel. Thank you. Just live here on a random. We're doing this. Just we're, We'll change up our schedule once in a while when... These off-season workouts hit. Today's one of those days. So if you could click the subscribe button and the like button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, you can help us spread the word about this awesome community of fans. And then the same goes for the Apple podcast feed too. If you listen on Apple, if you could give us a five-star rating and a positive review, you help spread the word about Purple Daily. So any, any final thoughts there, Judd? I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: Oh yeah, two, uh, two, two guys who were there but did not participate. One, I don't know. Uh, Harrison Phillips, Harry did not participate. Um, He was out there the entire time, went through the calisthenics to start. So I don't know if he's coming off surgery. If he is, I don't recall. But anyway, he didn't participate. Brian O'Neill coming off the Achilles came out late, did not participate. Not surprising. What was interesting, and I don't know if this is an indicator or not, um Oliudo was the right tackle with with Brian O'Neill mm. not there and on a future episode we could talk about this I think Ed Ingram has dropped some weight hmm. look to me like he's dropped some weight I don't know if that's good or bad Phil uh it's well, worth discussing probably
0: I I would defer to i ask our guy Booney about
1: that but yeah footwork maybe for better foot because you don't want to and you don't want to be too thin but anyway just an yeah just a a note that he looked thinner to me.
0: Well, he led the NFL by far among guards and pressures allowed last year. And it just, a lot of it was sloppy mechanics and footwork from uh, just the film breakdowns with Boone can losing weight, help you with some of that. I don't know, but yeah, we should, we should do, Perhaps there's an offensive line him. discussion to him. be had here. Yes. Yeah, maybe yes. he does need Livia. <laughs> and
1: to a comment, I just saw, yes. Scene looked to be um, back to full strength, but uh, again, keep in mind they don't hit here. Like, yeah. if they were going full speed hitting, they probably wouldn't. Uh, but seen looks like he should be definitely set for the uh, start of training camp. So, I think it's imperative he wins that job by, by Harrison I, Smith. I and I Bynum and Matellus can get be used. Yeah, but I think Metellus it's is important.
0: one that, like, no one's – well, real quick. On the Metellus can Cam Bynum front. We kind of called the Cam Bynum thing. I mentioned Josh Metellus' name just in the group of guys to watch, more of a special teams ace, and I think once Harrison Smith comes back, Metellus goes back to running with the twos. But Cam Bynum being used as a hybrid safety cornerback, big nickel package, maybe a dime package guy, that dude was a cornerback in college. There's a reason why they moved him to safety because he's probably not an every snap cornerback, but in a defense like this, when you have a guy that can play both safety and cornerback, Cam Bynum's a really interesting tool to have in this tool belt.
1: And I also think Jordan Hicks, while brought back, is going to see far fewer snaps. Yeah. So like if he's if he's effective as possible, Asamoa is going to play a lot, but I think we're gonna see the um the Metelluses of the, the world in packages like i don't think that they're going to as they did in 2022 phil i don't think they're going to leave jordan hicks out there with kendrick's to get burned mm-hmm. like i think there's going to be and i did dare i say this too this three four thing i think this is going to be essentially a a scheme by game system so like yeah. i don't even think that we need to call it a Three, three, four. I think that there's going to be downs where there's four men down. I think there's going to be downs where there's probably two guys down. Mm -hmm. Again, this is all, this is the payoff the Vikings are going to get for going with a defensive coordinator who clearly knows exactly what he wants and sets the agenda right now. This is the most important time.
0: That was one of the best answers he gave Brian Flores at his introductory press conference. And I think Joe Schmidt from channel five asked him, uh, Hey, is it a three, four or four rate? And he said, who we playing?
1: Yep, that's exactly right.
0: I need more information. Please.
1: That's the Patriots way too. That's the Patriots way. Game plan offense in that case, but the Patriots long ago bailed on this notion of, of uh, strict scheme systems.
0: What's funny about that, and then we can we can wrap here for the, the episode. Ooh. So that stat that I was giving you from PFF that in 2020, which was Flores' second year, I think, as Dolphins head coach, the Dolphins ranked second in coverage uniqueness. And then there was a blurb about the teams that have the highest ranking coverage uniqueness scores. And yep. it was all Belichick tree guys. It was the Patriots, the Dolphins, and at the time the lions with Matt Patricia. Well, that was kind of a train wreck, but in terms of just like trying to be game to game, not as much dependent on a scheme, but more just a game plan defense. That's that's definitely a Belichick philosophy that brian flores has taken with him
1: i got one word for you chaos yes chaos let's is go. coming Football. to the bank
0: let's go yeah. Football. Football. Yeah. Football. all right yeah. that's yeah. a wrap on this episode of purple daily judge ota observations we just want the vikings to win a super bowl before we die we'll see you tomorrow